What's up, everybody? Pete Sweeney here with ArrowheadPride.com. Really excited about today's podcast. It's a one-on-one 15-minute interview with Chiefs right tackle Mitch Schwartz, who always gives great insight. I do want to note, this interview was recorded right before, seemingly, Patrick Mahomes and all this contract news broke, so that's why you won't hear any direct questions uh, about the contract, but Schwartz, in an answer toward the end, if you listen, we, we talk about the challenges to repeating as Super Bowl champions, he ends up talking about Mahomes anyway, and the answer is probably fitting as to why he was worth this kind of deal. Regardless, this is a good interview with Mitch Schwartz. I hope you guys enjoy it. Right now on the Arrowhead Pride podcast. Network. We are pleased to be joined by Chief Starting Right Tackle Mitch Schwartz. And, and Mitch Kingsford reached out to me the other day for this interview, and I was excited about it, excited for the 4th of July weekend. But then I went online and saw the double bacon burger dog, and I, I was unsure if you were going to make it to this interview. Uh, it's, been, it's been a rough couple of days recovering from that, but I'm here and uh, I'm doing well. How did the double bacon burger dog come about? Well... You know, I was just thinking through July 4th spreads, and I feel like burgers and hot dogs are pretty traditional, so, um, you know, everyone kind of does that, and they throw it on the grill, and obviously it's hard to beat a, a next spread like that, but I just kind of got the inspiration to throw it all together on a burger, <laughs> and I had a feeling people would, uh, would enjoy that, so I went ahead and did it. I figured I'm kind of throwing myself under the bus here, but I basically eat all that stuff separately anyway, so I might as well combine it all into one. <laughs> We, uh, we had you on 610 Sports Radio giving barbecue tips two seasons ago, and then now you've not only been this great player for the Kansas City Chiefs, but you've become sort of a barbecue master around KC on social media. Uh, tell me about what differentiates these Kingsford hardwood pellets and how Eric got involved. Yeah, that's one thing I really try to hone in on is you know, the smoking aspect of cooking um, you know, the pellet grill something that I've gotten into for the past couple of years and you know being in Kansas City everyone loves their barbecue and everyone's got you know their favorite spot there's a bunch of them around and it's something I really tried to get good at at home you know I tried brisket I tried ribs and it's just it's kind of hard to you know hone in on uh, the perfect brisket you know that's one thing that for me is particularly tough uh, to get right every time and uh, you know a huge thing the reason that you enjoy cooking with, with wood and with pellets is because of the flavor you know you could make a brisket in the oven, you can make ribs in the oven, and it just doesn't taste quite the same. Um, you know, you see videos of these pitmasters, and they're waking up at 2 or 3 a.m. And, and throwing stuff on uh, the fire, and that's also not something I was particularly fond of doing. So I naturally gravitated toward the, the pellet grill game, and, you know, when I first started cooking, people would ask, you know, what pellets are you using, you know, what, what flavor, and honestly, I couldn't really tell a difference. Uh, you know, it kind of all seemed the same to me, but you know, been using these Kingsford pellets, and you really can, you know, taste the difference in, in the flavor of, of the wood. I mean, you throw on something like their cherry or their maple, and you can get that sweetness from, from the fruit or from the wood, and it's something that I didn't really expect to do, but, I mean, that goes back to the, the quality of the Kingsford pellets, and, you know, it's all natural, 100% uh, hardwood, and there's no fillers or binders or any of that stuff, and, you know, when you are you know, watching these pit masters, they talk about that, you know, kind of clear smoke that, that runs through, they don't want anything that looks dirty or anything like that, and that's what the, the, the Kingsford pellets are getting you. So I've been really, you know, happy with that. Um, you know, my smoking grill game has, has come a long way. Um, you know, so I've got these hips that I do that I think are, are pretty awesome. I finally kind of honed in on it. And the last couple ones with uh, with these Kingsford pellets have honestly been the best I've, I've made to date. And so uh, I really think that the wood is a big reason for that. What 
what would you consider at this point to be the the Mitch Schwartz specialty on the barbecue? Man, um, if I can make the right brisket, it would be. I think brisket's kind of a, a go-to because it's just it's kind of like the king of barbecue to me. Um, you know, especially in Kansas City with burnt ends. Um, you know, you go in your favorite place, you're getting you know a few slices of you know brisket flat, and uh, you're getting your burnt ends on the side, and just kind of has the, the perfect um, you know texture and flavor and consistency. And um, you know, so when I I made a couple that I've considered to be pretty good, and I would say you know if I can if I can do that, uh, I'll be sitting pretty. But uh, if you were coming over and I was you know firing up the grill and you know throwing down some kings for pellets, uh, I'd probably stick with ribs for now. Okay. I think that's the thing that I do best at the moment. Um, I'm trying to you know branch off. I made those chicken wings with the with the kings for pellets the other day. Those were really good. Um, you know smoked chicken wings is something we don't always think of. You know you kind of just think of them at a bar and they're fried and um, you know those are pretty good in its own right. Being able to get some of that smoke flavor into it. Um, You know, you're in your 30s now, but you got a long way to go. We've talked before that maybe potentially you, you would maybe want to get in broadcast at the end of your career. I've seen a couple people on social media suggest that maybe you should have your own restaurant. Have you ever given any thought to that? Yeah, you know, I've, I've considered it. Um, pretty much every time I post something through these days, <laughs> a couple people are suggesting that. Um, you know, not to get too far into the business side of things, but I've kind of always heard and been told it's not the greatest in terms of um, you know, long-term success, but, you know, if I'm making ribs or wings like I have these past couple of times with the, the Kings for Pellets, it might be, uh, might be worth investigating and, and seeing what I can do, but it's, it's something that, you know, the past year or so, has the barbecue game has, has really taken off for me, being able to go to restaurants and see how they do it. I mean, like I said, I've cooked, I don't know, 10 or 15 briskets, however many it is, and every single one is different, and they're cooking, you know, 20 a day, and they're all the exact same. Right. And it just—it's really impressive and gives me, you know, a huge appreciation for what the local, you know, Kansas City barbecue places are putting out. Speaking of future plans, you and your wife Brooke recently made public that you've chosen Kansas City for the long haul. I know, you know, you're a California guy. You've talked about before how you've loved your time in in Cleveland. What led to that decision to say, okay, we're going to make our main hub Kansas City? I mean, it sounds corny, but it just it felt like home to us. Um, you know, we've been here the same amount of time as we, we were in Cleveland, and, you know, we never really considered uh, staying there long-term. Um, you know, we considered going back, you know, maybe somewhere in Ohio, you know, in the Columbus area. You know, we got a couple of friends or, or somewhere else closer to, to her family. But at this point, I mean, in Kansas City, it just feels like home. It's a great place to be. Um, you know, obviously, the, the community's awesome. Um, you know, I just have a lot of... Uh, fun living here. It's, it's, it's great to be here year-round. Um, obviously, the food and, and the barbecue and uh, the grilling part of it is a big reason. You know, it's something that, um, you know, if I was trying to do all these, uh, you know, exotic, you know, fancy barbecue cooks uh, somewhere else, you know, maybe it wouldn't go over quite so well, but the people of Kansas City, they love, you know, eating barbecue, they love cooking barbecue, and, you know, it's just something that, um, like I said, it just felt like home. Um, you know, we obviously know a lot of people who've got a, a good network here. 
like you said, I mean, whether I do something, you know, with the Chiefs down the road, if it's radio or just being involved in football in some regard, um, you know, definitely opens the door for that, you know, as opposed to being somewhere else. Yeah, you're such a student of the game. I mean, you talk about it even when the Chiefs aren't playing. Say there's a national game. Sometimes you're tweeting specifically about the offensive line. You make it clear that, that you're paying close attention to really everything around you. And, and like to discuss it. What were your thoughts watching the NFL draft, taking it in and seeing the Chiefs go in the third round with another offensive lineman and Lucas Niang? Is that something where an offensive lineman is drafted and you automatically go online to look at film? And then what are your impressions of him so far? Yeah, I mean, the draft is awesome. Um, you know, that's a time during the year where I typically have the offensive line over and I do, you know, throw down on the grill and, you know, get the, the pellets going. And, um, you know, typically I'll, I'll handle the, the protein and then have everyone else bring, you know, a side dish or an appetizer dessert or something. So uh, that's a, a good time to, to, you know, throw down with the, the kings for pellets and get some, you know, ribs and, and brisket going. But, um, yeah, I'm usually watching the draft. It's usually a fun event for me. You know, it's obviously different this year. And you know, it was cool to see. I mean, you know, we got a, a couple of really good players early on. And, Obviously, Lucas. Um, you know, I've known about him just in general, kind of, um, you know, following on on Twitter. You know, online Twitter is kind of a thing. So, um, you know, you follow just a few people, and you tend to know about all, all the prospects and uh, what guys are what. And I knew, you know, he was seen as, you know, a good player, someone who can really develop. Um, and I think he had an injury that you know, kind of plagued him this this past year, and so being able to to get through that, to get back to to being healthy. I mean, you know, it's something I think people don't necessarily know about or, or they don't think about too much is, you know, a small injury that, you know, I think it was maybe a hip or a lower leg thing that, um, you know, if you don't have your base, if you don't have your, your core and your fundamentals, it really throws everything off. And so it, it's hard enough to play off at the line, you know, at any level when you're 100%, but, you know, you're going out there with something that's not quite right and it's definitely a hard thing to do. So um, really excited to, you know, whenever we finally get the pads back on and get out there to, to see what you can do. Um, from the offseason meetings, I mean, he's picking stuff up. All the rookies are, honestly, you know, they're picking stuff up extremely fast. It's really cool to, to see, to be in meetings, well, you know, virtual meetings. And one thing that Coach Heck is always really good at is making sure, you know, everyone's engaged and asking us questions and uh, following along. And so, you know, he's asking everyone questions. And, you know, Lucas and the other guys, you know, led on track, you know, seeming to get, to get the offense down well. And um, it's something that I couldn't imagine trying to do, you know, this time of year. But, uh, it's exciting to see them pick it up so quick. Sometimes the team has to make certain moves to keep guys under the cap. That's part of the business of, of football. News surfaced that the Chiefs did that with Larry, LDT in mid-April. I know uh, how much OL may be more than any other position rely on each other for continuity. What was your reaction to knowing, all right, another year with Larry, a guy who you've probably at this point feel really, really comfortable with? Yeah, like you said, I mean, the continuity on the offensive line is, is a huge thing. Um, you know, it's something that I've been pretty lucky about since I've been here to be able to have, um, you know, it seems like that, that left guard spot's been a little bit more of a, a revolving door, so Fish has, you know, unfortunately had to, to deal with that. And so being able to, you know, walk Larry in for another year, um, you know, kind of make sure that we're all staying together. Like you said, it's huge. I mean, um, we were fortunate to have, you know, obviously the, the second to leave Arrowhead, so... Um, you know, but when you go to New England and play or you go somewhere else and, you know, you can't hear, you don't really know what's going on, um, you know, you can't really communicate with each other. And so having a guy that's next to you that you don't have to really worry about, you just know he's going to do his job and you don't have to, you know, overcompensate and try to do too much to, to make up for it. Uh, it's a pretty comforting feeling. 
Continuing with that conversation about continuity and working with each other, there are talks right now that we might have two, one, or perhaps even zero preseason games. How can not having, let's say, no games in the preseason impact the offensive line, in your opinion, for the beginning of the season and, and moving forward? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, you know, I'm a college student every year, and you know, we're all excited to watch opening weekend, and you know, pretty good football is still being played. So, uh, you know, it's all something we've we've done in the past in terms of you know a college schedule of having no preseason games. Right. Um, yeah, there's definitely a timely element. I mean, the thing is, it's going to be equitable across the league, so it's not like you know <laughs> all the Chiefs are playing zero games, but this other team yeah. gets to play two games. Or, um, so that's kind of you know it's kind of my Thursday night football kind of blow the plate answer that um, you know it's affecting both sides. Like yeah, you might be a little tired, but guess what? The other guy is too. So um, you might be a little bit you know rusty or your timing isn't quite there, but it's affecting the other team too. So you know if you want to say that you know it's not enough time for the line to you know get the muscle memory going and all that, you know theoretically the same for the defensive linemen. I mean everything they do is so time based, you know based on what we're doing. And so, if they're you know only able to practice for you know, the same limited amount of time that we are, I have to think that um, you know, things are kind of even out at the end. And then taking coronavirus and maybe all the challenges out of it, because you're right, everyone is going to be on the same playing field. What do you feel is the greatest obstacle to what has been dubbed by Pat and some of the younger guys as the run it back tour? I mean, I feel like complacency is probably yeah. uh, the number one thing that comes to mind. Uh, I will say with Pat in general, you know, he's fairly competitive and, you know, just wants to do better. And, um, you know, I think pretty early on, you know, in the offseason, he's already talking about, you know, making sure that, you know, we do things right in the offseason, but to come back and be able to defend things and go get another. So, um, you know, I'm not too worried that, you know, with the guys we have, that's really going to set in too much. You know, Pat kind of sets the tempo for all of us and, you know, Tyron as well. So when you got a guy like that on either side of the ball and also just, on your team, um, you know, I think, you know, if there's any kind of human nature complacency stuff, you know, those are two guys that are going to jump right on top of that and, and make sure that, uh, you know, full steam ahead, pretending, you know, almost like last year didn't happen. Well, thanks, Mitch, for the time. One last word on, on Kingsford. It seems like Eric Fisher is involved. Can he really hang with you on, on the grill? <laughs> yeah, he's actually pretty good. You know, we've, we've gone over to his place a few times at some online events, and, you know, he's got a, a nice grill set up there with the pellet grill, and, you know, I know he's, he's throwing down with the, the Kingsford pellet, so uh, he, he's pretty good. He picks up some good stuff. You know, it's cool. I think once you get into, you know, especially the, the pellet grill game, is, you know, sharing recipes and, hey, how do you do this? And, you know, I'm doing some, you know, sausage later today. What's your recipe? And the ribs, how do you do it? So, uh, you know, Fish is pretty good at it. You know, like, like anything else, it takes a little bit of time and practice, but, um, you know, I think he's, he's got a pellet grill at, you know, every place that he's at at this point. So, um, you know, I know he's uh, thrown down with the Kingsford as well. And uh, you can't be, you know, around him this time of year. But from photos, it looks like he's in. All right. Well, thanks to Chiefs right tackle Mitch Schwartz. Please check out Kingsford Hardwood Pellets. Mitch, this might be wishful thinking, but I hope to see you in person sooner rather than later. I hope so as well. Thank you.